0: This is the Stomp Around Monster Podcast. Hello everybody, welcome to the Stomp Around Monster Podcast. I'm Colin.
1: I'm Zach.
2: I'm Brett. And I'm JJ. And today
0: we're talking about Ghidorah, the three-headed monster.
1: Welcome to season two. Yay. Yay. Season two. We're in a new year, new season.
2: Same and I've returned. And, JJ yeah, and we yeah, back JJ's, back. JJ's
0: back. We're blessed with JJ's presence. But anyway, we're coming back on a... What I personally think is a high note with Ghidorah uh, the three-headed monster.
1: Absolutely. Uh, great way to start off the new season, new year, with a absolute classic. I think this is
3: the first... Uh, Toho film that I've been a part of. Yeah, this I think pretty-
0: I think you're right. You that this would be the your first Godzilla film on the. Yeah, like yeah. this is
3: my first actual like kaiju movie since we, I've joined the podcast, and a pretty good one to come in on,
0: if I say so myself.
2: Yeah, it's not. I'd agree. It's a good one to return to.
0: Yeah, and I think it's pretty fitting because like this is almost like a new. Uh, I don't know, not really a new, it's like a, a, a different era of the, the show of films. Like it's, um, like the, they kind of, it kind of changes thematically from here because like we were talking about, all the, the Godzilla films and the show of continuity up until this point, Godzilla's the villain. He's, he's portrayed in kind of a negative light. This is the first one where he just kind of uh, becomes like a protector of Earth and that's where the the series really changes
1: from here on out. Yeah, turn uh, face. Yeah, and it's you know, and and the change happens throughout the movie. In the, in the first half, he he is still up to his his usual right. Um, so we actually get to see that character growth here, which is nice. And he's very reluctant. He's a reluctant hero in the beginning. You know, we as we go on throughout the series, by you know, near the end of it, you know. He's, you know, leading the charge. He's the hero, you know. Taking out whatever comes his way.
2: And isn't this like the first like massive crossover too?
1: Yes, yes, it is. Um, you know, because we, you know, the last movie Mothra versus Godzilla had Godzilla and Mothra obviously crossover because Mothra was established in her own movie prior. Um, and then same goes for King Kong versus Godzilla, where that's bringing in King Kong to Godzilla's realm here. Um, this one takes it a step further with now throwing Rodan into the mix because Rodan was, again, previously we've covered that movie. It's a good one. Um, now is thrown into the Godzilla mythos with with Moth returning. And then the new monster, the star of the show, I think, uh, when he's on screen is King Ghidorah. Um, kind of it all all comes together, the whole culmination of it all is here.
0: And I've got to say, there's there's a ton to to love about this film especially as far as Ghidorah goes because like you were talking about he really is I think kind of the uh the uh, magnum opus in this film like he, he really uh, a lot of uh, intricate work went into that costume and the puppetry and everything behind King Ghidorah and it, it's always been that way really just watching uh his movements and such uh but before we get into all that, I guess we can go ahead and get into a little bit of information uh, about this film. Uh, this film was released December 20th of 1964 in Japan and had a U.S. release date of September 29th, the following year, 1965. And it was uh, created by the Dream Team, as we like to call them, the Shiro Honda, uh, directed, uh, produced by Tommy Yuchi. Tomoyuki Tanaka, a screenplay by Sanichi Sen- Sekizawa, and music by none other than Akira Fukube. Uh, Japanese cut of this movie is one hour and 33 minutes, and the U.S. cut of this movie, 85 minutes. And, uh, you know, we, we just have a lot of the star players from these Toho films returning again in this cast list.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We have, uh, Yosuke Natsuki, um, who was in, uh, I think this is actually his first role in the Godzilla franchise. Yeah. Um, but he played, um, the inspector in Dogra prior to this, which is also in 1964. Um, but he's playing Detective Shindo, our main male lead. Uh, he also would go on to play, uh, Professor uh, Hashida and Return of Godzilla about 30 years later, close to it. Um, starring with him is also uh, Yuriko Hoshi as Naoko Shindo, his sister, who's a reporter. She's kind of playing the same role she did from Mothra versus Godzilla, but I think a little better, a little wiser, and not quite as aloof as she was in the last movie. Less of a comedic role. Um, taking a little more serious in this one. Uh, Hiroshi Koizumi returns to play uh, Professor Mirai again. Um, doing a great job with that. Uh, Akiko Wakabayashi plays the Princess Mas Barina Salmo, which is quite a mouthful. Why they couldn't just give her a simple name, I don't know. But that's <laughs> neither nice here nor there. Um, she also played in Dogra Space Monster. She was in King Kong vs. Godzilla. And I think. I think that's the only other roles that she had in, in the, kind of the sci-fi stuff that they did back in the day. The Peanuts turn one last time as the Shobijin. Um, this is the last time they'll play that role, which is a bit of a shame. Takashi Shimura, also the last time he shows up in the Godzilla franchise as Dr. Uh, Sakamoto. And then also Akigo Harata, who played Dr. Sarazawa in the original Godzilla, shows up here as Security Chief uh, Okita. As, like, a um, kind of a side character. He's not in it terribly much, but he's there.
0: And then, of course, Haruo
1: Nakajima's Godzilla. And I, th- I think that goes without saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ghidor the Monster was rushed into production due to um, Redbeard, one of Akira Kurosawa's movies, falling behind schedule. And they did a movie for the New Year's um, holiday season, right? Um, it was supposed to come out in 65, but they, they pushed it forward. Um, I, I really couldn't tell that much in terms of, like, rush production. Like, it doesn't feel like that at all. It feels very natural. Um, but they do use it quite a bit from Mothra versus Godzilla. Obviously, the Godzilla costume is more or less unchanged, except for some additions to the head, most notably uh, radio-controlled eyes, which are used in the film. Um, to a pretty good effect. I think they look good. Uh, the Mothra puppet is brought back, although they changed the eye color to red uh don't know why It's red now i don't know i guess mothra's mad um there's, there's that one little thing there uh of course obviously a new rodan suit was was built with a little bit of a i'd say softer appearance uh compared to the the more tragic look that he had in the original movie and then i think a lot of people kind of know this with king Ghidorah, but originally um Although there's a bit of there's a bit of uh, discrepancy here that I've heard, um, on Ghidorah's wings being rainbow colored, because obviously the poster and you know some some early shots show them with that coloration, but I I don't know if the suit was actually ever colored that way or not, um, or if they went back and, and recolored it. I don't know. Um, I guess other the other neat. Uh, Little little note here to talk about is the the set for the base of Mount Fuji was pretty was pretty impressive was pretty crazy, you know it's at one twenty fifth scale which I didn't know the scaling in the Godzilla movies interesting, um apparently it took twelve thousand hours to build, uh it was raised so the cameras could be pos- positioned at lower angles there's one scene most notably later on when Godzilla and Rodan are fighting there's that superimposed tree like right in front. And that's because one of the... Uh, in that shot, you could see the edge of the water tank. And AG uh, Super Raya didn't like it. So he just photoshopped, essentially. You know, photo-imposed the, the tree over it. Um, little quick, I think, tidbit. I want to talk about with what what, what the photo-imposing. I think it's done to a much better effect here than it was in Malta versus Godzilla. Um, just a few months later, you know, he's really got it nailed down. I mean, that tree... Yeah, the tree sticks out, but it doesn't stick out as much as, say, some of the scenes in Motha versus Godzilla, where it's got that really bad blue tint. You know what I'm talking about? It's not quite here, which is nice.
0: So with that, um, I guess we can go ahead and get right into the plot. Um, this movie starts with a woman being harassed for not believing in flying saucers.
1: Yeah. <sighs> uh, and, uh, yeah. With the with the with the flat Earth. Uh, the flat earth guys pretty much the UFO society but uh the our female lead uh Malco yeah is
0: uh like interviewing this group of uh like it's like a UFO society yeah essentially and uh, they start blaming her because she they have a skeptic present and because she doesn't <laughs> believe in the UFOs
1: they're not going to appear
0: yeah her brainwaves kept the UFOs from showing up or some nonsense.
1: Yeah, the non-believers scared away the aliens. Not, any, not anything else. And they try to do some weird uh, correlations with how the season's been weird. You know, oh, it's got to be aliens. It's, it's, so it's kind of like that ancient aliens show.
2: Oh, they're just sitting Lord. there
1: like, you know why the weather's hot? Aliens. They're blaming global warming
0: on aliens. Yeah. For like the first five minutes of this, and movie. then the
3: yeah, the first five minutes of this movie is essentially them mansplaining aliens, uh, <laughs> aliens
2: <laughs> to this reporter. Yeah, yeah they're kind of acting like assholes. Now that I think on it.
1: <laughs> no, they were. Yeah, no, they they just are.
2: And then they
0: were like, uh, there was like a woman that runs up and looks through the uh, the telescope too, and the, and she's like, I see a flying saucer, and he's like, No, it's not. That's a comet. Like. Like, they just immediately felt the need to like, make these women feel like shit.
1: I don't know who the real skeptic is. I mean, it is the is. 60s. Man, that's true. You know, but who's the real skeptic, you know, Nalco or the UFO Society guy? Because he like instantly dismisses it. Like, no, no way it could be a UFO. Not possible. Mm-mm. Wrong. The
0: brain waves kept him from showing up. It's not happening, though.
1: Not happening.
0: But essentially what happens out of this, the the, kind of the point in this scene is that there's now a meteor shower and there's meteors passing over the earth and everybody's like out looking at them and one crashes into the mountains and that'll come into play
1: a little bit later. So from there we get the other half of the plot here where uh, Detective Shindo there is being assigned a new uh, being assigned a job to guard Princess Selno of Seljina, from a potential political assassination uh, during her unannounced visit to Japan. Why she's understand. going to Japan? I don't know. I still Lovely country, country that to... Seljina.
2: Yeah, I don't understand why they had to create a fictional country for this, by the way.
1: Well, they 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 have a lot of fictional countries, like uh, Rilisica, Seljina, um... uh fake Saudi Arabia from Godzilla versus Biollante later down the line. Um, I there's
2: several questions
1: Atlantis, Genovia
3: from the princess diaries.
0: <laughs> <Genovia>. this, is <laughs> a, this is a, this is a neighbor from, from, uh, Godzilla versus Megalon. Yep.
3: I thought you were going to say Atlantis from Atlantis. <laughs>
1: yeah. The cartoon. <laughs> the cartoon. No, Salgina is a, uh, is a neighboring country of Genovia and, uh, uh wait know. it is. No. Oh no, it's not. <laughs> I
3: was about to say no way I missed that. Yeah, they, they this is but so yeah. that's the real crossover. You want to talk about Mothra and Godzilla, Rodan, and Ghidorah
1: it, No. And
2: it's Princess Anne Hathaway and from Hathaway.
1: Princess Diary. <laughs> yeah, this is a prequel <laughs> this is the prequel. Yeah. Right here. Definitely. It
2: all makes sense now. It's one big cinematic universe.
1: Exactly. It's all connected. Move over
2: Avengers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's like poetry. It rhymes.
3: <laughs> you
2: know. Oh God!
1: You know what's stronger than a conjoined cinematic universe?
2: Family. 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 <laughs> oh my God! Family.
0: There, there's your one Vin Diesel joke for this episode.
1: All right, we get one. So there, there we go, guys. <laughs> so he gets assigned. He gets assigned this this uh, guard duty of the princess. And then we cut. To the princess on the plane, where she's uh, possessed by the spirit of of Venusian
2: uh, that's what I'm assuming happened anyways. Yeah. she was just glancing out the window and then like up oh, suddenly possessed, and then she jumps out of the plane, yeah, right when it explodes in because the most a, and fashion. survives
0: and survives. And that, we'll explain that a little bit later because that's also, like, kind of a, not really a plot hole, but, like, it's
2: explained, but, like, I, I'll, I'll explain. It's, it's an that pull, it. did,
1: it did they explain how she survived the planet? Yes,
2: but it's a massive ass pause as to how it worked.
0: Yeah, I, and I'll, I'll elaborate on that when, when it comes time for it, but what essentially happens is, that, yeah, the, I guess it's a spirit, or the, like, uh, maybe, I, what I'm thinking here is, like, the, the people from Venus, the Venetians, they, like, they don't need a physical form to exist or something like that. So this was, like, the uh, astral form of the, I sound like an idiot explaining this. <laughs> uh, it's, like, the astral form of one of the people from Venus came into her. That's
3: what that didn't she said. Sound good either? Um, <laughs> Oof, that is what she said. But uh, I'm surprised that they explained that because while I did watch this movie, uh, I did so at like four thirty a.m. Well, so I feel like a lot of the finer details are lost on me.
1: I'm talking about the jump from the plane. How she survived it? I don't think that was explained.
0: They explain Remember it. Remember
1: when they go to consult
0: the, uh, the U.F.O. Doctor? guy? Yeah. And he says that uh, how she survived was whenever she jumped out of the airplane, she fell into a pocket between dimensions and came out the other side. And that's how she lived. Complete Is that,
1: what, is that what we're going with? Because it, it comes with. completely
0: out of left field, but the characters in the movie are all too willing to accept what he said. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. There's Whatever. also
1: the UFO guy.
0: That is the UFO guy that I'm who, talking about. Who
1: also was, was quick to... I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's on it. Maybe he's on it because he knows what's a UFO and what's a comet.
2: What's I mean, to be fair, a giant three-headed winged dragon is flying around. So I guess they're willing <laughs> to accept anything.
3: I mean, but, yeah. Fair enough. Some suspension of disbelief is required.
0: Yeah, and these movies are not necessarily known for explaining things. But moving forward with the plot, she lived after jumping out of this plane... And what the way that the movie elaborates this is that when the plane exploded, it opened a, a, it ripped like a, there was a tear between dimensions that she fell through as she came down to Earth, and that's how she lived. I literally sound like the guy from Ancient Aliens trying to explain this.
1: <laughs> it, I mean, this is Ancient Aliens. I mean,
0: pretty much, yeah, yeah. She's like what five thousand years old or some shit.
1: Yeah, some, some not, yeah. I forgot the number exactly but yeah no it's been there.
3: I mean the real answer is really thick plot armor.
1: <laughs> Pretty
3: much. But but that's neither here nor there.
0: For for all intents and purposes, let's go with that.
3: In, indeed.
1: Yeah. Uh
0: but moving forward with the plot um so the uh the detective comes in to work to jump on this assignment and that's when uh, he gets the news that she's been assassinated that her plane blew up on the way here and he doesn't have anything to worry about. Meanwhile, uh, his sister, uh, Nauko, Yeah. Uh, is trying to like edit some, uh, or like go over some notes and things that she took at the UFO convention or whatever. And, uh, that's when she gets the news that a prophet has appeared in town and she's going, she's being sent to go cover this prophet. And lo and behold, who is this prophet that's out like preaching in the streets, but the uh, princess from uh, Seljina. Yeah. Uh, princess Selma. Yeah. She's wearing different clothes and she's out like preaching a message of like mass
1: chaos that the, like the end of the world is a, Is coming. Yeah. And no one believes her, and everyone's giving her an incredibly hard time and heckling the the hell out of her.
0: Yeah. And uh, they go up to to interview her, and, uh, you know, at this point, you know, they just think that she's talking gibberish. Yeah. Crazy homeless uh, lady screaming on the street corner. There really must not be anything going on in this town because, like, How many times have you ever walked in Walmart and some guy tries to give you, like, a self-published book on, like, the correlation between meth and God or some stupid shit like that? (laughs) Tell us you live in the South without telling us you live in the South. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Some toothless old man comes up to you. Do you want to read my self-published book? It's called... The correlation between meth and God.
3: It's called battery acid and Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was like
0: an acid
1: bath album. Yeah. And and the second coming of Ghidorah. <laughs> uh, oh my God! But, but
0: moving on from that, uh, they they end up publishing a, uh, a a story about this in the paper, which is why like this is like the only thing that you could like cover. Like there was nothing else going there's on. There's really nothing rather, going yeah, on
2: in Japan. at the I would time. have rather
0: read the story about the UFO virgins. Or the plane blowing uh-huh. up. <laughs> or the fucking... Or, yeah, yeah. Or the plane blowing up. That's kind of important news. Yeah, what nah. was
2: that reported on? It's like, oh, a major political figure just got killed in a terrorist attack. Now, yeah. let's talk about this weird crackpot on the street. I sleep. <laughs> weird crackpot spouting doomsday theories? Real shit.
1: Real
0: shit. <laughs> I'm up. But, yeah, after after this... um. They published a story about it, and the uh, the people from uh, Seljina see it. I guess the it's you know that's another thing that's never really elaborated on was who was trying to assassinate her. They say a rival political faction, but like the guy that they actually send to go after her, she like knows him and like calls him a traitor. Like she was like one of his like servants or something.
1: Well, it's a it's it's like in the family because the guy who sent. The assassination the uh the assassin. The the assassin. Uh Malmus a stupid name. Um is her uncle trying to like grab the throne. So okay. that's, that's the power play happening there. So once he finds out, right, he sends the assassins to go track her down in Japan and kill her. Well you actually know.
0: it's less that, but it's it's they need to prove that it's her. That it's her, you yeah.
1: Right, because they don't know that it's her or not. Right. So after after goes after both their rough days at work, they both go home, and this is actually where we first find out that they're brother and sister. Because before them, it's not shown. We've been talking like we know it, but as the viewer, you don't know right until this point. They go home and have some nice banter. It's a you know fun, fun, light hearted scene when they're watching the TV. They change the channel to the variety show, where we see the uh, show mothra's twin fairies once again and i think it's a really funny contrast when they're on the show right because in prior movies especially the first one mothra um you know they're they're exploited and they're they're against their will um and now we've kind of come full circle to the point where they're on tv of their own free will just because which i think is pretty funny
0: yeah, and no, I was trying to think of a reason for that also, but like at this point like they've been in the public eye twice. Yeah. Now, so I guess like they're public figures now, so they're kind of like, okay, well the the people of of Japan and like modern
1: civilization love us. Lo- lo- yeah. Um and I think at this point they're just they're they're happy to be there. They're just happy to do it because it's not like they're against their will. They're willingly on the show. Because the the little boys that are asking about Mothra, they want to see Mothra. Who died, by the way? Who died. One of them died? Yeah, one of the Mothra twins died off screen in between movies, um, because Godzilla beat the hell out of him.
0: Or at least we assume it's never illicitly or like explicitly they, said,
1: is it? I'm pretty sure they said because during during the fight with Godzilla, one died afterwards. Yeah, because I mean, like injuries. Godzilla
0: did melt rocks with his atomic breath in that movie, and then just blasted one right in the face. Oh yeah, so, you know that's probably I'm... not very good.
1: No, I wouldn't think so, especially for a newborn, a newborn <laughs> just Moth, hatched just hatched, fresh out the egg. Yeah, out the monster egg.
0: So you, you get a little glimpse of uh of in, back on Info Island, where I guess things are better.
1: Yeah, out. think things are better, and Mothra's just chilling, just hanging out. So that's where we know where Mothra is. Then the uh, the, the prophetess here, Selno, is saying, is prophesizing the return of Rodan, who hasn't been seen in quite some time, and no one believes her, right? Because, you know, Rodan's not even in this film franchise. How is he going to show up? We don't know. We but like, the, know. the uh,
0: prophet, the princess, appears on, it's Mount Fuji?
1: That's uh, Mount Aso.
0: Yeah, that, and then, uh, there's a funny little scene there, too, where the the guy's hat blows off, and the guy's like, oh, we'll get your hat for, like, 200 yen, and then he goes to get the hat, and I think it's funny, like, in the cast list, he's, like, hat listed guy. as, like, would-be hat fetcher or some stupid shit like that. Also, yeah. 200
2: yen is, like, chump change, man. Like I mean, two come bucks. on. It's,
1: it That's is like... literally nothing.
2: But the, think about that. It's in the 60s
1: it's still two bucks, though.
2: It's still, like, two bucks.
0: That could probably feed you for, like, two days. Well,
3: I mean, if you listen to my parents, who grew up in the 80s, they try to make it sound like 50 cents was $50. Like, ah, I could get a whole meal for 50 cents when I was your age.
1: All right, but would you risk your life to go into, like, you know, like a semi-active volcano for 50 bucks? He could have no. been on
0: meth and just needed that that extra couple of dollars. The two dollars <laughs> to
1: get his fix.
0: That's just a running. This and I didn't even think about it. Meth.
1: Yeah, this episode <laughs> is brought to you by Meth.
2: <laughs> Today's sponsor of the show. That meth <laughs> addict down the street and
3: AMC's Breaking Bad. <laughs> even though
0: it's been off the fucking air for like for two years
3: and years.
1: Year. Yeah. We got to cook,
0: Jesse. But uh surprise, surprise, Rodan does show up. Yep. And rise from the volcano and just wreaks havoc on everything, which another little nice touch here. I love uh I love Rodan, especially this costume.
1: It's a uh, it's a fun look. It's a good look. It's it's a good
0: look. You know, it's not too like cartoony, but it's not, you know, like you said, as as uh bust and like chiseled as it was in the other the original Rodan,
1: yeah. Some people don't like this Rodan, but I like, I like, uh, I like this iteration of Rodan because he's a little more emotive, a little more lively. Um, which works for this movie, it works really well. And I like, I like, uh, Rodan here. Um, and again, it's a nice callback that Rodan appears from Mount Asso where the last, where Rodan was last seen, you know, where Rodan, both the Rodans go into the into the volcano and die in there allegedly in their movie now one emerges so that's cool that it's a a nice tie-in that they're keeping keeping up with it you know it's a loose continuity like we always talk about but they thought about it which was nice didn't have to
0: And, and kind of the same thing with the whole like where's the other mothra and it died like they're you know it's it's kind of a lazy pull off but i mean they they brought it full circle like yeah. they they made it a point to mention like that's why there's only one
1: mothra twin yeah um although one of the posters did erroneously show both mothras
0: and i would i would assume something may have happened to the other suit or something or they just didn't have enough people to operate all these suits
1: it's possible and that that may have been due to uh due to like potentially the the production because it was a bit rushed but i i don't know i don't think it would have made a difference if there were two Mothras, you know. No. From being honest, I I think one's enough, and one's enough. So that's neither here nor
0: there, I guess. And uh, from from this point forward, uh, I believe it's after that. The is that where the Shobijin are going back to Infant
1: Island? Yeah, they're they're fixing to go back on back home.
0: But yeah, uh, after. The attack uh, from Rodan. The uh, Shelby Jenner getting ready to go back to Infant Island when the uh, Prophet appears on the ship to uh, tell the people that they can't launch this ship. It's it's destined to sink. Like it's it's a doomed voyage. And uh, who is there? But of course, uh, Nalko, who is all too willing to take the prophet with her, uh. So you don't see this, I don't think, immediately. But the Shobijin, they get off the ship because they, they, some. I guess something about like maybe their supernatural or psychic connections. They understand like what she's saying, like not to go, and so they get off the ship. Then uh, uh, Naoko takes the prophet to a hotel where the assassins are staying because during this whole time, the assassins have arrived in Japan and are. Funny enough, what are the odds staying across the hallway in the same hotel as the princess?
1: Because plot. Because plot, pretty yeah. much. So, you know, as she's trying to uh, get an interview with with the prophetess here and, and figure out what's going on, Nalko goes downstairs to go check in with her brother.
0: Yeah, and I can't remember exactly why he was there to begin with. But the, another thing is like during this whole period of time, like he's been looking for the prophet, also because he believe he's under the belief also that, um, she is the princess because she so closely resembles her. So, uh, and the, the, and the chief detective also gave him permission to go look for the prophet, but he alone had to do it. He couldn't like have extra help or. Yeah. And, uh, Lo and behold, during this time, the assassins broke into the hotel room to kill her, to, like, confirm her identity. And, of course, she's, like, spouting off about, like, I'm from Venus and, like, I don't know who you are or anything like that. And she's not wearing the bracelet either. And uh, so as he comes back up to the room, probably, probably one of the weaker shootouts in the franchise ensue.
2: Oh, my God. I was cringing so hard at this.
3: They were pretty bad, yeah
0: uh
2: but the shootout
0: happens in this dark hotel room and uh they decide i uh, have to hurry and we have to hurry and relocate um uh the princess i have treatment arranged for her. so he gets uh they decide they're going to go and take the princess to this like
1: what is it like a psychiatric hospital or something i guess i I I guess that's what you'd call it. Um,
0: But yeah, they they take her to uh, Dr. Tsukamoto.
1: Yeah, but not after looking out the window to see that the bay is on fire because the prophetess did prophesize Godzilla returning once again and, and wreaking havoc.
0: Yeah, and he, of course, sank the, the ship that the Shobijin were on. We're and that was another thing that happened. I forgot to mention the Shobijin showed up at the hotel and they're now with our main characters yeah. because they all have to be together because plot.
1: Yeah, and and yeah, I think it's a nice turn, you know, in terms of, like, plot or whatever, that this time the, so- the Shobijin are actually saving the day when they turn the lights off in the hotel room, right? Because before, they're always needing to be rescued, they're always needing to be helped, and now they've kind of They've kind of flipped it over, you know. They've uh, they've turned they've turned the tide, and now they're kind of the heroes, which is neat. It's cool to see um, uh, come to fruition, if you will.
0: Yeah, and uh, also another little kind of subplot, because like I said, there's a lot to unpack with this movie. Uh, they've been corresponding back and forth with a uh, with a professor, Professor
1: Mira. Yeah, pre- Professor uh, Murai.
0: Yeah, who is uh, studying this asteroid or comet? I, I know there's a difference between the two, but I don't remember which one. They It'd be a, it be it's a before. it's a meteor because it like meteor. landed. Yeah, but they're studying this meteor that had crashed in the mountains because it's uh, very odd. Like it has magnetic pulses that attract uh, metallic objects and it seems to be growing in size and uh, you don't really know it until uh the princess explains that this thing that crashed on earth is a monster named Ghidorah that destroyed her planet 5,000 years ago so they start to think now like okay yeah this she's telling the truth now because and we better start watching out because when this thing shows up like if it destroyed a whole planet it's going to destroy everything
1: and so they're 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 talking this out while godzilla and now rodan are fighting one another because godzilla got pissed off that rodan showed up that's like a (laughs) territorial thing
2: Um, the fight is something to behold (laughs)
1: Well, it's good until they
2: start kicking the rock back and forth.
1: Like it's really good. <laughs> that, was yeah. best,
2: that was the best part is when they start like playing like volleyball, volleyball with the and
1: rock. It, and Rodan keeps laughing at him. You know, it's 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 a funny scene.
2: Yeah, Kara uh, summed it up as like watching two brothers fighting. It's like, yeah, you know, that's what it kinda looks like.
1: That's exactly like they're not they're not really out to kill each other here. They're just out to, you know, like they're they're having like a Schoolyard, you know, fight between these two, you know, between these two guys. Like, no, this is my turf. No, it's my turf. You know, I don't and know. Just kind man. of back like, and forth in, in elementary school,
0: like you know, getting in a fight over lollipops or whatever the fuck. I didn't displace like tens of thousands of people.
1: So, <laughs> well, you weren't doing it right. These these things tend to happen when you're a giant monster. You know, it's just uh, it it'd be like it do sometimes. So. But they're 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 bickering and fighting the whole time while this is all going down. And uh, they also uh,
0: soon after they start trying to give her treatment, uh, I believe they they take the showy. Well, no, uh, that's when uh, Ghidorah wakes up and yeah. starts just destroying everything. So they. They take the uh, the Shobijin to speak with the Prime Minister and the Minister of Defense about getting Mothra to... To help. Yeah, to convince Godzilla and Rodan to fight Ghidorah because Mothra can't do it by itself. Yeah,
1: and, and King Ghidorah is just absolutely decimating uh, the city once again. Uh, which did they did na- they name drop what city that was? I don't believe it's Tokyo. I think it's just multiple locations throughout Japan. Just throughout Japan. I, I
3: agree because at one point, one of the buildings that's destroyed does have Tokyo
1: on the side. Oh yeah, it does. It destroys Tokyo mm-hmm.
0: Tower for like ninth time in the franchise yeah. so far.
1: Yeah, Tokyo Tower goes down, and there's a building that does say Tokyo on it. So I believe it goes through Tokyo and, and probably some other areas too. Um, but yeah, King Ghidorah's devastation is just. Insane, just fly by and just take it out.
2: I, have to say, I really do love like the model of destruction that's going on too. When he's like rampaging, it looks pretty good, <laughs> it's
1: good, you know, because it's yeah. it's really everything coming ahead or, or coming to like the, the the focal point, not focal point, um, singular point. The, oh, <laughs> whoa.
0: Whoa.
3: Whoa.
1: but like all, all the hard work that went into the franchise up to this point coming to fruition. That's what I wanted to say. Um, all the special effects work. It's at its, I think, potentially at its peak right here. Because, um, like, the, the wind work from Mothra and Rodan is, is on full force here with Ghidorah's rampage through the city. Same thing with the other special effects with the gravity beams, which Ghidorah doesn't breathe lightning. They're called gravity beams. I don't know why. They just are. It, it, is, it just is. Couldn't tell you. I don't know what's so gravity about them.
0: Maybe it's because there's a lot of force behind them. I don't fucking Maybe, know. maybe. I But do. yeah, there's that.
1: <laughs> you know, but it's just, it's, it's, it's full force. And then, of course, we've, we've already kind of gushed about it a little, but I just cannot stress how impressive King Ghidorah is as, a, as an actual prop, because it's both a suit and then a lot of puppetry. In total, it actually took seven people to operate King Ghidorah. Between uh, uh, Shiochi Hirose in the costume itself, and then multiple people working the wires for both, you know, all three heads, the two tails, and then the wings moving as well.
0: Like, you know, part of me wants to believe, like, they had no intention of using that monster again because it was so hard to operate, but it beca- b- because it became a fan favorite and ended up being Godzilla's arch nemesis, they had to use it over and over again. So, like, every time they were like, all right, guys, let's dig out the Ghidorah suit, they all, like, rolled their eyes because they knew they were about to be in for, like...
1: A ton of work. A, oh, a, I a bet. A ton of work. Oh, I bet. But it's, you know, it's just devastating the country, and... At this point, everyone knows, like, the only way we're going to make it out is if God to take out, you know, this this greater threat. No, I, I was going
0: to say, d- during the TV interview, they also spill the beans on where the, the location of the, the prophet is.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I can't believe they did that. They know there's assassins going after her. And they're just like, oh, we got her at this uh research place.
1: Yeah.
0: And so, what do the assassins do? They immediately see that on TV and go book it to this place. And uh, by the time they get back, uh, after announcing their plan to the prime minister and the minister of defense, who's there? The assassins.
1: The assassins. They they show up and they they go to kill her again, right? By shock therapy by way of shock therapy. Shock therapy. They do the big old the old switcheroo because. Uh, you know, Shindo goes in there, cranks up to 500 volts, which I'm I'm no electrician, but that just sounds like a lot.
3: (laughs) I mean, yeah, I don't know anything about it. I worked at Lowe's for like a year and I still don't, I didn't, and I worked in electrical and I still don't know anything about it.
1: So they, you know, that does sound quite a bit. It sounds like a lot. Yeah. But then, you know, as he leaves, they crank it up to like, what, 5,000? 3,000, you know. They turn it all the way up. They, they crank it to the max. The green light turns
2: red. That's yeah. how it, much they turned they yeah. it. You know it's bad it, when the light turns red.
0: Exactly. They, that's never good. They turned it from 10 to 11. Yeah. There's your spinal tap reference for the fucking episode. There
1: you go. Ah, so they're getting ready to pull the switch, you know, unknowingly getting ready to kill the the, the prophet here, the, you know, the princess, when Rodan drops Godzilla on the power lines and takes the power out. Dressed in the nick of time, so a a nice little save.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So then you know Shindo goes to check on the power, say, "Oh, guess we flipped the breaker, trying to fry this bitch."
2: <laughs> and he opens the door literally like right into <laughs> As the, face of the assassins. Yeah,
1: and gets into another gunfight, which is a a little better here. And then also our uh, the rest of the cast here, uh, Malco and Mirai show up and. We gets a nice bonk
2: <laughs> with, a <wrench.
1: laughs> with the wrench.
2: I, uh, iconic, right there, what a yeah. bro. Can I also just say that these guys are the worst shots in like any movie I've ever seen? There are um, like what? I mean, are they stormtrooper levels?
1: I would say <laughs> so, because like no one gets shot in the in the any of the gunfights until the end.
2: Like literally, like two feet from each other, and no one can hit anything.
1: Yeah and like yeah it's supposed to be kind of like uh you know not super serious but nobody gets that.
0: yeah and if you'll notice i think that's kind of like our running theme in this in the series is like the the bad guys never almost never end up dying by way of the heroes it's always just by proxy in the like way of destruction happening around them or like in the one in the case of uh Godzilla versus Mothra, one of the antagonists, kills the other one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, after this, they, they all kind of pack in a car and try to leave because uh, they're all evacuating and this is where it all kind of comes to a head and the show general like, okay, Mothra is going to go and talk to Godzilla and Rodan and uh, they have a nice little conversation, which is I still don't think, and I'm, I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. I don't personally like it when the monsters talk to each other, like for any extended period of time, because I feel like, yeah, like it, like when they communicate, it's okay, but it makes it awkward when it's a long time, and it's not as bad as in Godzilla versus Gigan where they literally gave them voices. Oh
1: God, yeah, but but like it,
0: I th- I think that scene could have been a little
1: shorter. A little bit, but I think it's, I think it's got a neat um, perspective, right? You never really get to hear the perspective of the monsters, right? You're, it's only the human perspective and then our, our interpretation of what they're doing and why. Now they, they, they're given a voice for the first time, and we get to see their feelings, right? That, that Godzol and Rodan don't trust humanity, and they don't like them because they're always fighting the monsters no matter what. Right, they said they're getting bullied, they're getting picked on, which is interesting. I think it's an interesting uh, take, you know. Uh, also, in the in the dub, a little funny note is uh, the Shobijen say that Godzilla's um, got terrible language. He's, he's, he's like cussing him. He's got a, <laughs> which I, I always thought was kind of funny. That's not in the in the Japanese original though at all. It is um, funny though. It's funny.
0: Godzilla has a fucking potty mouth.
1: Yeah. Rude. It's rude. But, so.
0: yeah. So, essentially, though, out of this scene, what happens is they decide not to fight Ghidorah, who is literally over the hill Yeah, at this point. He's closing in. And so Mothra goes to fight King Ghidorah alone.
1: On her own. Yeah. Because, you know, because Rodan and Godzilla just don't care. They're like, no. I, humanity? Nah. I don't care. Nah.
2: They deserve it. Yeah. It's totally like, not our business.
1: Yeah, the one thing they can agree on is that they don't care.
2: Yeah, but then the moment, the moment Mothra gets hit by by Ghidorah, they're just like, oh, hell no, you did not just smack Mothra. I mean,
1: because Mothra's getting and beat to hell. I mean, she's getting absolutely... She's d- getting,
2: like, dist- tossed raider. everywhere. <laughs> yeah,
1: by King Ghidorah. There's no way, you know? So then they... They, uh... They own up to it and they, they team up, and you know, the, the big action finally comes to head. Big team up, which is nice. Godzilla, Rodin, yeah. and Mothra.
0: And it's a, ni- it's a nice monster fight, and it's got it's got it's pretty long too. It's got some length, yeah. To this fight, you know, it's it's got some substance to it, which is something that I uh I personally I kind of miss from Godzilla versus Mothra. I think this is personally a much better fight. Because that that was really the first time they had had to have Godzilla fight a flying monster. Now they're having a flying monster and Godzilla fight a monster that can both fly and walk on the ground.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and all three monsters get to shine in their fight against Ghidorah, you know. And you can tell um, that not one of them could have taken him on, right? Like, King Ghidorah in the Showa era is a force to be reckoned with. Like, no one monster can solo him. You know, not even Godzilla. Um, who's taking a lot of the hits, but he, you know, he's getting good punches in there too. But also with the help of Rodan and Mothra, who are distracting him and hitting him from behind and getting at his tail again, and you know, the whole nine yards. So it's really a a a team effort to fight King Ghidorah. Here, he's just that much of a threat. Um,
3: which, which I is- definitely liked the. I don't know. The it's like you kind of know how these movies are going to end, but at the same time, like the fight itself was the most suspenseful part of it all. Like, I mean, I feel like with any monster movie, that's kind of the part you're wanting to get to, is the these giant monsters fighting each other. And I think the payoff in this one was really good.
0: Absolutely, ended
3: up being a great battle.
0: Uh, But yeah, during this period in time, they had to pull the car over, and our cast kind of pile out and are standing on this hilltop, but the, uh, the princess runs away and starts, uh, saying a prayer or this chant and, uh, our lead yeah. assassin, uh, who at this point, the group of assassins, by the way, the rest of them are dead. Uh, yeah, got killed everybody slide. dies. Yeah. They got in a rock slide and their car got crushed. And, the, but of course the one main assassin lived. Of course. And uh, he... For
3: one uh, last little week shootout.
0: Has one little bad shootout with uh, our uh, our uh, male lead, uh, Detective Shindo, and he's trying to protect her. And during this time, she falls and is also shot in the fucking head uh, and doesn't die.
2: It was uh, a graze, Colin. It was a graze.
1: It's his graze but a flesh or... wound. If that's what okay. we're saying...
2: I think that's what they try and play it off as, and I'm just like, okay, Yeah, sure. it, it didn't make any
1: sense, no.
0: But, yeah, uh, during, but during this shootout, she, she regains her memory and can remember what's, what's going on. And long story short, the uh, assassin ends up being crushed by rocks, just like the rest of them. I'm pretty sure. Isn't that how he died?
1: He got crushed by a rock slide. Yeah, but he gets hit by a rock.
2: It looks like he catches the rock, and that's what oh, yeah. causes him. The he kind of,
1: he actually kind of does, yeah.
0: It, it's fun. It's like a, and you can tell like it has no weight to it, like when it falls. It's straight up styrofoam.
2: It is. <laughs> like they, they tried, they really did, but we all saw through it.
0: Yeah, and then it kind of pans back to the uh, the battle where Godzilla it just blatantly gets shocked in the balls by a gravity beam.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's. It's funny. I think it's funny. You it's know? funny.
0: It is. It's just. It's one of those things like you don't really expect that.
1: No, but they they go all out. But they, uh, they all team up though, and uh, Mothra gets on Rodan's back to shoot him with the web.
0: And yeah, they uh, they end up sending him uh, back
1: into space. He he flees. They chase him off, and all just standing there like, yeah, we we did it.
0: Just kind of dust their hands off, and this yeah. movie's got kind of a nice little uh, wrap up at the end of it, also. Because a lot of these movies will just end with the with the battle ending, like in yeah. Mothra, like the it, the end of it's the show region riding off into the sunset, or like um, you know at the end of uh, Hell, even like the the in Godzilla versus King Kong, they just kind of are walking off. You know, uh, it shows. I think it shows King Kong like, walking off into the
1: water, doesn't it? Yeah, King Kong versus Godzilla. He just yeah. After their little fight, they he just walks off and that's it.
0: But this has a nice little end to it where it shows like what happened afterwards. Like it shows uh, the uh, princess being reunited with uh, some of the royal family, I guess, and uh, speaking with uh, the couple of people from our as like cast. a low
3: key press conference. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: And I think it's a nice little, uh, little end to the movie, though. It kind of wraps it up in a nice little bow until, we, until our next film, uh, which is another, I'm going to say kind of a controversial Godzilla film because a lot of people hate it.
1: Really? I, I think it's okay. I think, it, I think the next one's really good. Um, it's, it's up there for me as well. Uh, Invasion of Astro Monster. Even though Godzilla does not have a lot of screen time in that one. Actually, the least. The least amount in one movie is is uh is that one it's like 6 minutes but it's another uh, one of
3: those like this still movie. more than Godzilla 2014 actually not oh, really
1: actually what not is, yeah cuz he has
3: like no screen time at all in that he has
1: no presence in that movie but Invasion of Astro Monster uh really pulls it off but wow. we'll we'll save that for another day yeah we'll bitch about
0: that next time
1: yeah yeah but anyway uh so I guess with
0: that we'll go ahead and get into final thoughts mhm well I
3: guess as the new kid on the block, I'll go first. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. Like I like I said, I haven't really been following the continuity with you guys, and I haven't been uh, participating in these episodes that much. But uh, for my first one, this was kind of a banger to start on. Uh, it's definitely like like we've discussed some of the shootouts and some of the uh, the human centered action sequences are dated and it's understandable why they're not the greatest because this is the 60s and uh it's not really about the humans um but i mean from a filmmaking perspective the use of practical effects in this is absolutely incredible uh i mean it's like it's like jj mentioned earlier a lot of the the model work like they build the model towns and the way they get torn apart by the wind and. And a lot of the damage that is done in this movie is gorgeous. And uh, I never thought I would be so invested in a guy in a Barney suit fighting a guy in a bird suit. But I was. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good movie. It's, I, I don't know that I would consider it among like my favorites ever made. But uh, I'd give it a solid you know 7 out of 10.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, for me, this is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, definitely out of the Showa era for sure. Um, kind of writing off of the back of Mothra versus Godzilla. This one just hits the ground running because I think up to this point, they did a lot of groundwork, a lot of legwork getting to this point in terms of the special effects, the writing, the directing, uh, even the music, the whole nine yards. Uh, and it shows, it shows everyone's at their a, a game. Um, the, the human drama is good. Uh, kind of like we said though, earlier it, it's it gets a bit goofy with some of the um some of the action sequences you know they're not taking it super serious in terms of that you know um it's not like gritty or whatever it's 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 fun it's dumb fun right in that aspect uh the monster scenes though are just great right um this is kind of godzilla's last hurrah as the villain in the the first half of the movie where he's still tearing up uh i believe it's yokohama where he first appears, you know, Rodan's return is great. It's a great scene, you know. Um, and then we kind of see them, you know, all band together. I think it's a really fun, really fun time. Uh, and I, I still cannot gush enough about King Ghidorah as a, as a physical prop. It's just still impressive, you know. I watched it uh, today. I specifically, I watched it on uh, YouTube, 1080p, you know, high def. And... I still couldn't see any of the wires for Ghidorah, right? I could still see maybe some for, like, Rodan, but I, I genuinely, you know, maybe I'm not looking hard enough, but still, King Ghidorah to this day looks flawless, looks impressive, you know? The way the heads move and they're just kind of sporadic and, and going all over it really looks like a living thing. It's not like, you know, uh, it, it's not static, um, which is something that uh, 2019's King of the Monsters, I think, didn't quite capture, um Ghidorah's movements, you know. Um it looked that that Ghidorah looks good, but it's just not it's just not the same. It's just not the same. Um for me gripe wise um the plot gets a little weird with the the ghost possession thing from the 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 Venus spirit um and how that kind of hand wave how she survives the uh the plant exploding with the with the alleged uh like crack you know the the ripple through time so that that gets a little weird um but again this is a, a movie about a giant three-headed space dragon so i guess we can't we can't think about that too seriously um and then again seeing some other things like mothra's twin fairies there the shobijin kind of you know <laughs> stepping up their a game here and and getting to be a little more heroic and, and having some part of the action is neat too. Um, For me, this is a solid. uh, Eight or nine out of 10. Uh, It's, it's, it's peak. This is peak Godzilla right here. Like I kind of said at the last episode uh, that we did with Mothra versus Godzilla, um, that that these three movies right here are kind of like the golden age. This, this is it. Um, you know, Brett came, I think you came onto a great movie.
3: Yeah. With this absolutely.
1: Year. Um, like this I totally movie.
3: plan on rewatching it many more times to come for sure. It's, it's really good. And I think with the added context of the earlier movies, I may come to appreciate it more. Cause like I said, it's only a seven out of 10 for me right now, but I feel like if I, kind of absorbed more from this era because you you really did say this is like kind of it's all been building to this yeah so i feel like if i had the context with the other movies i would probably be more in line with your rating so i definitely i'm gonna i'll, I'll get back to you all on that I'll, i'm gonna go through them all myself and we'll there you go we'll revisit this there you go because uh, this has been one of my favorite movies we've covered, for sure, because I feel like all the episodes I'm on are, like, bad movies.
1: Yeah, I've noticed that. You you get the you always get, like, the, the short end of the stick, uh, but uh, not, not this time. Not, not, not this time. Because, I yeah. mean, you,
0: you really got shafted last time. Oof. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The, uh...
3: I mean... Krampus. <laughs> Krampus was not the best uh, movie. It was better than The Meg, but having those so two... Well. That's Had, not I mean, hard. A lot of stuff is better than The Meg. But having those two semi-close together in terms of movies I've covered, because I've mainly been on comic books for the last few episodes, uh, that was a rough run. But thankfully <laughs> no. this has been
1: like the oasis in the desert of bullshit. Absolutely. Uh, I was a bit decisive or indecisive. I'm, I'm going to say nine. I'm going to say nine for this. A solid nine. This is solid nine. It, it's, for me, it's peak.
0: So uh, just kind of going off a a lot of what you guys said, but with, you know, a few of my uh, varied opinions about this movie, a lot of the pros that I have for this film are are like you had just said, the star of this movie is really King Dora. The Godzilla suits, okay, you know, it's the same one from the last movie, it's just been modified a little bit and it looks good. Uh, same with the the Mothra prop, which I'm you know I'm kind of impartial to. I feel like that's one it's kind of hard to fuck up. Um, and of course the the new Rodan costume is great, but th- like you said, uh, the uh, Ghidorah suit is just a marvel of engineering and practical effects. Like that that c- has kind of set the golden standard. And honestly, I think it would carry all the way through uh, this entire era and up into the uh, Heisei continuity because that Ghidorah also, as massive as that suit was, still a lot of those uh, same aspects that make it so great carry over. And like you said, I think something was kind of lost in translation with uh, the uh, Legendary MonsterVerse Ghidorah. He's great, and that's an awesome design, but it's not the same. Uh, so with with the suit work is great like you said the model work is really something to behold with this movie um and you get kind of a good balance of like a a little bit of destruction here and there and monster brawl um and as as far as the human action goes that that's probably it's both a pro and a con depending on how you look at it there's a lot to unpack in this movie you've got like political assassination espionage it's like a like a cop drama, you've got giant monsters and, like, apocalyptic you know, uh, predictions coming true, you've got aliens, you've got all this shit going on at once, so if you get overwhelmed by plot easily, that may be a problem for you, but as far as I perceive it, it's okay. Um, You know, it, it does have a kind of a sort of a broad plot, but you know, it eventually it all comes down to a Singular point, huh? Yeah, I won't do that again. I'll shut, I'll shut up now. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie and I kind of surprised myself with it because I found that a lot of these that I watched when I was younger or a teenager, like I didn't care for that much, and I have found that I enjoy them more now. But with this film, I I watched it. I watched the Japanese uh, cut from the uh, classic media box set. And, you know, I feel like I enjoy it just as much now as I did when I was a kid. I think it's great. Not still not my favorite out of the um, show of films, uh, but it's 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 up there. Um, But yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead and lay down a solid eight for this one. You know, there's a lot to appreciate here, and I, I think it's a a great film. And, you know, even if you're like Brett, you don't know a whole lot about the uh, the kind of the loose continuity that comes through this, this era of the, uh, not just the Godzilla continuity, but the Toho sci-fi realm that, uh, era of films that was going on here. Uh, you can really appreciate it, and you can kind of pick up what they're putting down, you know, as far as like things that have happened in previous movies. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw down a solid eight for this one. You know, it's it's great no matter where you're at on the spectrum of fan.
2: Well, I guess that leaves me then. So uh, keep in mind, I have not watched Mothra or Godzilla versus Mothra. I only saw Rodan, but standing on its own, yeah, this movie pretty much you don't really need to have seen the previous movies. It helps, but it, Honestly, you could watch it standalone and have no issue. Uh, I agree with what a lot of you guys have been saying so far about everything, and I especially agree with Colin when that this movie like shoves a lot of stuff in it. You got aliens, you got the political stuff. It's like it it's trying to go for a lot. And I'm gonna be honest here and say that when it comes to the human element of the movie, I was rolling my eyes way more than usual because it got a little bit too ridiculous like
3: I the whole see that,
2: like the whole princess from another like a fictional country is possessed by this per like spirit from venus or whatever it's like i'm sorry what how is this even relevant I think that's
3: a problem that plagues a lot of movies in this genre. You know, it's, it's the humans are never as interesting as the monsters.
2: Uh, Exactly. Like, I think I've had that same complaint about a lot of the kaiju movies that we've watched so far. It's like the human element has always been kind of weak. I think the human element here is even weaker than the other ones. It has its moments, but like, there's so much like going on that they tried to stuff in that I think it's actually to the detriment of the film personally but it's not nearly as bad as like say gorgo where i didn't care for the humans one bit so i'm not really gonna knock it much for that i just hope in the future that maybe the humans will be handled better you guys would know better than me
0: i'm gonna say there's a few entries later on in the uh probably the yeah the the little later end of the show of continuity where i i enjoy the human action a lot more uh i'm specifically i'm going to name drop uh uh the two mecha godzilla films in the franchise terror of mecha godzilla and uh
1: Godzilla vs. mecha godzilla godzilla versus mecha godzilla
0: yeah. I, I enjoy the human plot in those but spoiler alert those are two of my favorites so yeah. i mean i it's kind of biased but yeah. at the same time there, there are things in it that are stupid. There's things in it that are stupid, in all of these, but yeah, th- this one, yeah, it, it gets a little wild.
1: I'm, I'm gonna say that uh, the next movie, I think you're gonna be in a good surprise. Uh, in terms of the, um, human element, human plots, really well done in the next movie, uh, at least in my opinion.
2: I'll hold you guys to that. Uh, and when it comes to the actual monster fights, <laughs> like. They're ridiculously stupid, but I think that's actually the best part is that they're so ridiculous. Like, the fight between Godzilla and Rodan was, like, two brothers brawling, and it was it was, like, it was so, like, stupidly fun. Like, looking at the confused look on Godzilla's face when Rodan, like, started pecking him for the first time. And it was, and then a, anything involving Godzilla, like, kicking rocks at Rodan was stupid but hilarious. And then there's the whole volleyball thing.
0: Which, if you love that, there's definitely a, a scene that comes into mind in... Uh, <laughs> what is it? Uh, Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster?
1: Yeah. That what? you're
0: gonna love. And uh, Revenge of... No Godzilla's Revenge.
1: Oh god. Yeah, yeah, they play it again there too. They play a lot of volleyball. Yes,
0: but anyway, Kedar. continue.
2: Yeah, and then like the actual fight against uh Ghidorah was also like stupidly hilarious, especially when you see Mothra just like nibbling on the end of Ghidorah's tail.
0: That's like one of the Mothra's
1: biggest defense mechanisms, just yeah. bite her fucking tail. Cuz that's that's what she did in uh the last movie, Mothra versus Godzilla.
2: Oh god. It, it Like I said, it's stupid, but it's incredibly entertaining. And honestly, it's like what carries the movie for me was the monster fight the most. I definitely like it more than some of the other stuff we've seen in the past. But like the human, the ridiculous human element does knock it down a little bit for me. So I'm leaning more towards a 7 out of 10. Like, okay, actually, you know what? A 7.5 out of 10. Specifically because the human element kind of knocks it down a lot for me. And the ass and the ass pull of the falling into a pocket dimension. Stupid. That's one of those um,
0: things that we just sat here and over (laughs) we overthought
1: that. Yeah. I see I always imagine he just like crashed in the ocean and just lived. I
2: rather would have gone with that rather than saying like, oh yeah, she fell into a pocket dimension and that's how she's fine.
1: Yeah. But, no, like you were saying, I just want to comment on what you are saying about the fights. Like, exactly. There's so much fun to them, you know? Like, the, the emotiveness, especially of, like, Godzilla and Rodan and their fight, is just great. And you don't really see that much elsewhere. Especially later down in the series where they just take it a bit too serious at times. Um, You know, here, th- they're having fun with it. And they, they feel like characters. Godzilla and, and Rodan and Mothra, even Ghidorah, feel like characters... You know, on top of also being monsters, like there's almost humanity to them in a way.
2: You know? Yeah, you especially notice that when they start talking to one another and you get to hear their like what they're expressing. Yeah. It was an interesting like little uh, added element to like give them more character. But yeah, all in all, I mean, I thought it was great. And plus, as of this video, it's free on YouTube, so you really don't have an excuse if you're not watching it.
1: Yeah,
0: is it like free with ads or something?
1: No, it's just free. Just watch it.
0: Oh hell yeah! Then. Yeah,
1: they're doing a limited thing. Uh, there's a few Godzilla movies on YouTube that you can just watch. Uh, that are it's it's an official thing. It's not like a Gorgo, which is like a fan rip that's like up there. This is an official uh official posting. You've got. Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Um, you have got Ghidorah the 3 monster. Let's see, what else do they have um, that are free to watch? Destroy monsters. Yeah, uh, King of the Monsters. Godzilla versus Gigan. I say Godzilla King the Monsters say the 1956 original, not the 2019 one. Because we have to we have to preference that now. Thanks. <sighs> Never be upset that, that movie's not named something different. Anyway.
0: Thanks, fucking Michael Doherty.
1: Thank you. Oh, uh the original Godzilla's here as well. That's free. Uh Godzilla versus Hidora, Godzilla versus Megalon, Terra Mecha Godzilla, so like most of the Showa era. Um is here Are we Godzilla missing raids. Anything at all? Godzilla raids again. Um Mothra versus Godzilla. Actually, they may have done almost the entire the entire era. It may let's have been see. like everything in the Criterion like Collection or something mm-hmm. like that. Don't tell me Rodan's on here now, too. Is it really? Is this yeah, Rodan? Rodan's on here. Uh let's see. Invasion of Astro Monster. Yep, the next one. Um ebra horror of the deep yep war of the gargantuas wow okay Ooh. war of the gargantuas uh all monsters attack yay buddy oof son of godzilla megalon yeah so it looks like the whole showa era is on here they, they got the whole showa era officially uploaded uh on youtube now so yeah you, you go watch no it. excuse then yeah you can go watch it um so that's nice. Okay, sorry. With the exception of King Kong versus Godzilla, King Kong versus Godzilla is not officially on there. There's like there's there's fan rips, but it's it's on um. I want to say it's on HBO.
0: And last I checked, you could get a box set at Walmart, or not a box set, but like a, you could get it in the like five dollar movie bin. Oh yeah. I don't think it was the Japanese. It's cut. the American cut. Is it the American cut it's of American King cut. Kong versus Godzilla and King Kong escapes? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, these movies are now more easily accessible than ever, which is a the fucking child in me is crying right now.
1: Yeah, because there was a a long time where you really couldn't get a hold of some of these movies, especially Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, Son and um Son of Godzilla, and uh, Ibrahor the Deep. They were very hard to come by because they had older printings um destroy all was a little bit harder to come by as well in, in and in a good quality um yeah so now you're able to watch all of these for free no ads no nothing no no strings attached just go watch them uh, i think they're all the japanese cuts though for the most part um, and
0: also uh while we're talking about godzilla news we'll go ahead and have our little Godzilla news segment here IDW is drop, finally dropping uh cuz they they right now have access to the licensing for Power Rangers and Godzilla so they finally we're finally going to get to see Godzilla fight a fucking Megazord.
1: Yes. Yes, we we have to drop that uh in here for sure. It's exciting. I never thought you'd see Power Rangers and Godzilla get a crossover, but uh here it is. It's fucking here. It's happening. It's happening.
0: I'm here for it. And, uh, feel like there's something else kind of important that got dropped as well, and I don't quite remember what it was. Um, I don't know. Oh, the trailer just dropped for, um, the new season of, uh, Ultraman on Netflix.
1: Oh, yep. Season 2 of Ultraman. Um, That's happening. Uh, I guess not a lot of other news. I don't don't think so.
0: Uh, So, join us next time when uh, we come back with our dive into Gamera. Blindsided you with that one because we literally just decided to do it just this very second yep but we edited that part out You'll, you won't hear that yeah it's, yeah it's in post it didn't happen yeah well fixed in post yeah but uh yeah so with that uh until next time bye for now